gorgeous listeners, welcome back to Throwing Shade. So lovely to have you with us. Alan, how's it going? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. I am so thrilled to be here today because of many reasons. First of all, we have a new setup. We're recording in a different way for the first time today, which is exciting and has no bearing whatsoever on how this will play out for our listeners. But whatever setting you pictured us in as you're listening to this podcast, it's different now. Right. And it, I think it sounds better. Enjoy that. It definitely sounds better. Uh, so <laughs> there's that. Secondly, this is our Shavuot, Shavuos episode, which I am super psyched about because mm-hmm. Shavuos is my favorite holiday by far because cheesecake please come on people and also <laughs> like <laughs> learning all night with cool people and good stuff and um, it's just a really fun delightful life-affirming holiday so I love it a lot and I'm really excited and I understand Alan tonight we're gonna talk a little bit about Shavuot Ruth we're gonna talk Ruth and Shadim yeah. Yeah? yeah that's awesome okay bring it let's do it yeah uh, so I found a really cool Torah about Ruth and Shadim from Rabbi Yehuda Fatia. Yehuda uh, Fatia. Ru- Yehuda Fatia. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a thing that Wikipedia would know about. Yehuda Fatia is also <laughs> known as the Minchad Yehuda, which is the name the, of one of his the, books. The safer we're learning from tonight. Yeah. Look at that. That's amazing. All right. So um, the uh, Yehuda Fatia is, I think he's from Baghdad mm-hmm. and um, so late 19th century early 20th century or so mm-hmm. Kabbalist yeah all around cool dude yeah and being Iraqi it's a little bit outside my wheelhouse but it's pretty cool stuff so um, you know I'm just pointing out that my expertise is typically in the Ashkenazi world and mm-hmm. I want to just you know emphasize that I like that <laughs> um, we're mixing it up okay all right, let's yeah. do it hopefully more of that soon yes more yeah. of that soon. To be continued. Okay, so what are we learning from the Minchad Yehuda? So it actually starts as a parish on a pasuk in Breshis, um, okay. a commentary on a verse in Genesis. Yes. Did that okay? Took my job, but it's fine. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Omar Harbe Arbe This is the part where Hashem mm. is um, is um, cursing Chava. After right. she took the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. and uh, Right. And her punishment is that she will have, have difficulty or pain in childbirth. That's the literal translation. But the point of what's being brought down here is that she gets cursed. Mm-hmm. And says Rabbi Fatia, um, We look in, in the Gemara and Masechus Eruvin, Daf Kuf Amud Beis, page 100, folio to be whatever. Oh, right. Yeah. Eser klalos niskalol Chava. Chava had ten curses. Vechadaminayu. Mm. One of them was umagadelis sear kililis that she grows hair like lilis. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, so already you're thinking lots of things, right? Mm-hmm. Gets even weirder. Okay. Pirish Rashi. What does Rashi Zal say about that? Lilis shade. Rashi explains that Lilith, Lilith is a shade. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi Obvious. Yes. Okay. Well, but it's hold on. It's going to get cooler. Okay. I'm, you, I'm gonna here for to, it. You're going to have to come back to that in your head. Lilith, shade. Okay. Okay. Yes. The Kasha. And here's the problem. We see in the Medrash in Rus. Rus is, is relevant, by the way. I should mention that the book of Rus 
is relevant to Shavuos because it's read in synagogues on Shavuos. Yes. Um, in case that wasn't clear before. Yes. Yeah. And when Alan says Rus, he means Ruth or Root. Right. There you go. I mean all of it. You mean all of it. Every word of it. Okay. <laughs> all of it <laughs> shared with a depth of sincerity that people would find mind boggling. Like it's, yes, go ahead. <laughs> admirable, admirable. Great. Is okay. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Al Pasuk, it says on the Pasuk, this is Ruth chapter 3, verse 8. Which translates to. Is this my job? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wait, so (laughs) we're looking at. All right, so Ruth chapter 3, verse 8 says, And it came to pass at midnight that the man was startled. And turned himself, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. Right. So the Medrash comes and says, Hischil memash mesh besara, that the person here is Boaz, mm-hmm. starts to uh, touch her hair. Okay? Okay. Amar, and then he says to her, Ruchais, ein lahem sear, that Ruchais, which is a kind of female spirit, right? Mm-hmm. This is, we're talking about Ruchais as so a cast of Shadim. Mm-hmm. Right, they don't have hair. Mm-hmm. So and then he says, "Amar la miat." He says, "Who are you?" He's so. In other words, his first reaction is, "This is not a person. This is a female shade who's coming to me." But then he sees that she has hair. He's feeling her hair, and he says, "Oh, you're not a shade because you have hair. Mm. You're not a female shade because you have hair." Wait a minute. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So wait a minute. Right. So then says Rabbi Fatia. Um, this is the opposite. Yeah, didn't the opposite we, of we just, just learn like two seconds ago? Jeez, get mm-hmm. your acts together. Right. And we also have to look in the Sefer Chassidim, the Sefer Chassidim, which is another very deep Sefer. Um, male so shading dudes have hair, have hair, and female shading and ladies don't, don't. Have, have hair. Okay. Okay, ready? Hmm. Venire li, this is the Rabbi Fatia speaking now. It appears to me, This is a this is a question on Rashi. Okay. In other words, it's not a question on the Eruvin, it's not a question on Sefer Chassidim, it's not a question on the Medrash, mm-hmm. it's a question on Rashi. How could Rashi say Lilis shade shade, right? Mm-hmm. Remember. Ve Eruvin in the in the in the Gemara there, that's why Lachin Perush, he said Lilis. Shade. Lilith is a shade. Kalimar, right. Zachar Veloy Nakeva. Whoa, interesting. Lilith is a male and not a female shade. Huh. Which is why she has or he has hair. Um huh. okay. The simon okay. and that and um and to to find a proof for that we sat we see in another part in Bracious in the book of Genesis, Hain we see Asav Achi Ish Sa'ir when Jacob is is grabbing his brother Asav as a hairy man, Ish Sa'ir, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Esav being related to Shadim. Esau, yeah. Right, re- being related to Shadim and, and the, the father of many Shadim and so on. Uh-huh. Um, that him being a male and giving sh- male Shadim hair mm-hmm. because he was hairy. Mm-hmm. Genetics. Genetics. <laughs> Hashtag genetics. <laughs> okay. Thank you for punctuating that. Okay, 
I am thoroughly confused. Let's pause for a moment mm-hmm. and we'll do a little break and then we'll dive back in and all the yeah, clarity will happen. There's more. It's cool. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, Shade Throwers, so we're diving into a very specific section of the Book of Ruth, which is read on Shavuot, and it has brought about some interesting stuff about Lilith, and um, we're going to go a little deeper into... And, and hair, shading and, and hair, hair in particular. Right. And various, yeah, gender and sexual identity of Shadim, which is going to be... Lilith specifically. Lilith in particular, so... <laughs> Where, so where do we go from here? There's a story well, the, that yeah, follows that, yeah? Yeah, this is kind of a neat little story that the Minchas Yehuda, Minchat Yehuda, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm not sure I'm doing that right, um, from, uh, from Iraq, as you, as you mentioned, he, he was a big Kabbalist, and he was known as such, and mm-hmm. when people had issues with various things, such as Shadim, they would come to him for help. Mm-hmm. This is a story that he tells from his perspective it's written in the first person in the safer mm-hmm. um mm. um so uh it's related to the shady and hair and stuff so okay that'd be a neat little thing to share okay um <laughs> okay. here's the big rabbi's anecdote about shady and hair <laughs> but it's relevant okay so no, no, no i love it let's do it so yeah so once there was you know something happened to me where I'm so I'm reading as as it's written. I'm translating on the fly. Okay. Um, I'm envisioning you as the Minchat Yehuda himself. Okay, you look good. Okay. It works for you. I'm all right. I'm very uncomfortable with okay. that. <laughs> own it, own it, work it, baby. You can do it. Um, uh, the, uh, a certain woman came to me from the ear Kirchuch or Kharchuch. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, in the month of Adar, in such and such a year. Okay, so he's like very specific about what who what happened and when. Mm-hmm. Well, details needed, give veracity to the story. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. She needed me to save her um, from a certain shade who was coming to her to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. And she told me that when this shade comes to her, th- the shade's mother also comes with him. To, they come together. Okay. And it's a family outing. Because the mother never leaves his side and uh, the two of them are always appearing to her and she can see her, she can see them like any other human even in, during the daytime mm-hmm. okay yeah so already i mean we've heard so much about shading as being helicopter parents it's a little bit of a <laughs> it's an overused trope at this point <laughs> well i also think it's a relevant story because we are we also talked about whether shading can appear or not appear and mm-hmm. and certainly the minchas yehuda knows the the abilities of shading to do that and mm-hmm. so he's going to have questions right sure but she continues um even when she's busy doing something he and he comes, he makes her get up and go with her so he can have sex with her. Go with him so he can have sex with her, right? So I, this is Rabbi Fatia. Wait, the shade makes this lady yeah. get up and go do stuff with him. Correct. Okay. Sorry, I got lost in the characters for a second. Oh, sorry. We have, yes. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, we do have three now. Yeah. Okay. So I, this is Rabbi Fatia talking. Mm-hmm. I asked her a few questions about signs of shading so just to check to make sure that you know she's really yeah. saying what um well, she's really seeing what she's saying mm-hmm. right she's saying and among them i asked her questions about hair okay okay but to test her he's saying i 
switched the order. And I said, um, because, because the, the male shading don't have hair and the female shading do have hair. This mm. is a, as a test to, to, you know, because we know what he really mm-hmm. thinks, right? Sneaky. Okay. Right. And she responded to me, no, I'm sorry, my master, but the shading have hair, the fe- male shading have hair and the female shading do not have any hair. Mm. That was her certain answer to him. Okay. Okay. And that is like is written in Sefer Hasidim that we learned a moment ago. And, um, and, uh, it's a, uh, he goes on to talk about how, um, that's why women shouldn't go, go so far as to shave their entire heads. And, uh, oh God. Okay. Um, <laughs> and cause, cause it would make them, they would like be making shading. themselves like, like shading, but he says specifically Lilith. So it would seem from here that Rabbi Fatia, Rabbi Fatia is, he believes that Lilith is actually a female shade because she has no hair. Mm-hmm. And that's just a question on Rashi, who he maybe disagrees with, that Rashi thinks that she, Lilith is a male shade mm-hmm. um, who has hair. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, cool. So we've got some layers going on here. Let's, let's hit pause for a minute. So, Alan, can you just, like, wrap it up? Give us a quick recap of all the... What are the bullet points? Yeah, it's pretty confusing. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. Okay. Um, Main thing is this. Because of the punishments given to Eve after the... um, After the sin of the... The incident. incident We shall call it, air quote, incident. Tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Right? And because of the way shading were created before that Mm -hmm. what we learn is that female shading do not have hair okay and male shading do okay okay that's from the sefer chassidim we learned that and from the midrashim and all these other things okay great so when boaz is in the book of ruth is sitting there and Mm -hmm. it's a very mysterious scene it's not quite clear what exactly is going on Mm -hmm. he feels a female presence of some kind Mm -hmm. and according to the medrash his first reaction is, this is probably a female shade. Yeah. Maybe even Lilith herself mm-hmm. in this particular case, who would show up at a time like that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so then he like he puts his hand and he feels hair. Yes. And he says, oh, it's not a female shade. It must be a female something. Maybe it's a female human. Uh-huh. And so he asks, who are you? Right. Right. It turns out it's Ruth. Yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. And then, yeah. And then we had this follow-up story. We had a commentary from Rashi that talked about how Lilith was a shade and sort of called masculine. into question. Masculine. Calling right. into question whether, so is this, I mean, there's all kinds of ways you could play with that. Like, is this that Lilith is actually a male shade? Is it that Lilith is somehow gender fluid? Is it that Lilith is taking on sort of masculine traits at certain points or something like that? Um, So that doesn't feel totally clear to me, but it's kind of interesting that that ends up being the the spinoff point for then the Minchat Yehuda to tell that story Mm -hmm. um, in which it's it's. Like he he solidifies that initial idea, right? That female shading do not have hair and male shading do. 
Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he knows it's confusing. Mm-hmm. That's why he tests his. Uh, yeah. My brain's all mushy melty. Right. This is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You can't tell because hair. It's, you can't see underneath. Uh-huh. Also skull. Whatever. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he knows it's confusing. He knows it's confusing. That's why, that's why he uses the hair as one of his sort of tests to make sure what's really going on with this woman who comes to him. Right. As unnamed woman who comes to him. And, um, and she gets it right. So mm-hmm. it's really going on with her. And then he, he eventually goes and helps her, I assume. Right. <laughs> um, right. And then is great at it and writes a book and then we all read it and we talk about it on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Fascinating. Um, so what do you think? How would you how would you think about what do we do with this with this new bit of information? What do we do with this story? Is there a connection here to to Shavuot or to to the bigger story of Ruth or Revelation and all these kind of themes that come together? I mean, for sure there is. this fortuitous time of year. Right. So for sure there is. I mean, if you look at very deep Kabbalistic things regarding hair. Mm. um, And also, I also want to just mention that hair is a uh, relatively um, obvious thing, especially for men who normally would shave during the year but wouldn't during the time leading up to Shavuot. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Yeah. Their so, faces, men and women also who would grow their hair. People, people who are from the, you know, a lot of the people in the Orthodox community won't shave any parts of their body. Right, some level haircuts. of traditional observance. So there's this time of sort of counting and leading up to Shavuot, which mm-hmm. is both a harvest holiday and the holiday that, you know, traditionally we say that we receive the Torah from Sinai. Mm-hmm. And so in that time, one of the observances is that you don't cut your hair right and it's actually a a sign of mourning we mourn the deaths of the students of rabbi akiva um so Mm -hmm. that's the time leading up to with with the major exception of course being lagbo Omer. Um, right so can you do the two second version of the students of rabbi akiva because i feel like we can't just drop that without Rabbi Akiva had a uh, was such an amazing teacher. He had amassed twenty four thousand students, mm-hmm. and this is two thousand years ago already. Yeah, yeah, or so, or so. And he, um, uh, and the, and the students. The two second version is the students weren't weren't treating each other with the they respect were terrible to each other that they yes. deserved, mm-hmm. and therefore um, there was a plague that they could be affected by, and the plague killed every last one of them. Except uh, during the period, some for thirty-three days at some point during the period between Pes- the first night of Pesach and second night of Pesach and um, Shavuot, mm-hmm. um, some people believe it was the first thirty-three days. Some people say it was the second. With a or regardless, the plague was wiping out the students of Rabbi Akiva, and then the plague stopped at some point. Yes, it, it stopped. It stopped. Uh, it w- there was no plague. Nobody died on the 33rd day of the Omer. That's like Omer. Okay. Yay. Yeah. Nobody died. Yeah. And there was much rejoicing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So there is that sort of that, that hair and mourning connection, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I think I think ruling out shading him in the book of Ruth is also just kind of interesting, like compared to the way that shading get used in, um, in our uh, Purim episode, right? Where they're mm. sort of stand-ins mm. um 
and uh, like it's very clearly not that going on right this isn't a shade coming in and doing what Ruth was supposed to be doing like this is definitely Ruth she is the actor she is the one coming in and making this relationship move forward and ultimately the thing about the big thing about Ruth is that you know she's sort of the paradigmatic convert she becomes the you know the progenitor of the line of David who's going Mm -hmm. to bring the Messiah and all this kind of great stuff and so the fact that Shadim are like Davka not involved in that Feels like kind of an interesting point. Mm. Right. Boaz is making sure that's not what happens. Right. 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 Cool. Yay. Super fun. Thanks, Alan. All right. Shade throwers, we're coming to the end of our time. So we're going to do a quick action item and we'll wrap up and let you all be on your way to Revelation. (laughs) So... Um, Mm -hmm. We've been talking in the last couple of episodes about appearances and the way shading look. And I think it's it's made me reflect a lot on how we think about physical appearance and the way that we manifest our physical selves into the world. And hair in particular is a really interesting example of that, Um, at least for me, you know, I whenever I'm going through some kind of personal change, I end up getting a haircut or dyeing my hair or whatever it is to have some sort of, you know, putting my stake in the ground um, to say like this is a turning point and I'm going to manifest that on the outside the way that I want the change to happen on the inside Mm. and um, so I think it's so interesting that we're talking about something so outward so physical that has all of these cultural implications that just lives with us all the time you know the idea of our our hair being a really personal expression of who our you know, who we are in so many ways and coming up and on this time in Shavuot where we're we're about to receive revelation, which is like this very deep internal aha moment of sort of figuring out who you are and what it's all about and doing that in this communal setting where everybody's like having this light switch turned on at the same time. Um, But it's all about what happens on the inside. So I think that dichotomy is really is really interesting, and one of my um, one of my favorite phrases from the Talmud is this, or that the rabbis discuss in the Talmud is this idea of tocho kevaro, mm. that a a tzaddik, a righteous a righteous person is um, tocho kevaro is the the inside is like the outside, um, the the outer manifestation is just a reflection of what's really going on on the inside, and it's the best definition of authenticity that I've ever heard and it because mm. it's such a like terrible buzzword at this point but I think it's a really nice way of thinking about it that you're authentic when the inside matches the outside and um, sometimes that comes from the inside out and sometimes that comes from the outside in and so mm. I think it's it's so interesting to be leading up to Shavuot and thinking about how that happens from the outside in but then ultimately um, at the end of that time it's got to come from the inside out it's got to be that internal revelation done in a community it's got to be that that aha moment that realization of this is who we are this is what we're all about this is the life that we want to live um and making that nasa vanishma right like we're gonna Mm. do it we're gonna understand it we're gonna make it happen in the real world so i'm not sure what the action item is really except like don't make yourself like lilith don't make yourself (laughs) like lilith (laughs) dress for the job you want you know um to whatever extent you can represent who you are on the inside on the outside more power to you it's the bravest and and uh, one of the most powerful things that you can do. So um, with that, wish everybody a Chag Sameach. 
Um, if you are not lactose intolerant, enjoy the dairy stuff. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, learn a lot. Enjoy the community. Alan, any any wishes for our shade throwers for Shavuot? That uh, we should all be receiving the Torah again together uh, as a one united front of Jewish people uh, on this wonderful holiday of Shavuos. Amen. It's Matan Torah. It's a gift, right? Amen. So accept it with open arms, open heart. Shady, shade throwers, you are awesome. Um, you're gorgeous. The world needs you. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us. We will catch you next time, not next week because of Shavuot. Yeah. <laughs> we will catch you next time on another edition of Throwing Shade, Better Living Through Jewish Demonology. See y'all later.